0: Hello, and welcome in to the CBL Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, MC33. <laughs> Welcome back to the Week Two Preview Show in the CBL, which stands for the Cadet Brotherhood League. We got a great show previewing the matchups for this week, as well as looking at some of the transactions that guys made. Whether that those would be waiver claims or free agency pickups, uh, there haven't been any trades yet, at least at this the moment of this recording, which is Wednesday night. And we're also going to take a look at the standings and our very own power rankings done by yours truly where i just basically talk about which teams i truly think are the best and how i would rank them despite the win loss record. Now the win loss record's pretty plain right now everyone's either 1 and 0 or 0 and 1, but i do rank the teams in order of how i see them shaping out thus far and i do do factor in wins and losses and things like that. Before we get rolling, I wanted to let you guys know that I'll be make a slight adjustment to our production schedule. I'm going to combine both the recap show and the preview show into one show. Basically, it just comes down to it's it's tough to record on Sunday nights or Monday nights. You know when the the matchups are just getting finished, and there's just there's just literally less time. You know Sunday is kind of a busier part of the week, as well as Monday. Wednesday is kind of a great night to record everything. So it'll still be the same content, and it won't be a way longer show or anything like that. It won't be necessarily combining, you know, the time of both shows into one show, but we'll still get all the same material. So it'll be a slightly longer episode, you know, I think closer to probably 20 or 30 minutes, but it will, it will have the same content. And I also think it's probably more sustainable uh, once, once the winter hits and basketball season's going a little crazy. Sunday night's a pretty busy night for getting things ready but Wednesday night you're kind of rolling in the season there's not a whole lot to do for the next day because you're already kind of planned out so I think it'll be a good change uh we'll we'll see how it goes and we can adjust accordingly um with that let's get into this week's episode Right, in this next segment, we're gonna call it the transaction train. And each week I'm gonna rank the three most impactful transactions in terms of how I view them in relation to the overall impact of the league. You know, are there gonna be things that change because of these transactions? That's kind of how I'm viewing it. You know, what 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 scales have been tipped in some way? So I'm just gonna do three for now. I'm gonna focus in on three and I'm gonna count them down from number three. So number three i just put the sheer number of waiver claims Uh, there were nine claims uh, that went through waivers so that means that nine different times that waiver order changed position based on guys that uh wanted to be claimed and and that makes a lot of sense it's the first week so lots of new information that we didn't have last week or the week before or when we drafted so just nine different waiver claims it'll be interesting to see you know there's probably a few players that were dropped in that initial nine waiver on the initial nine waivers that are going to be really good players in this fantasy season. So, what, what teams do those guys end up on? Who's going to feel really stupid that they dropped somebody uh, that ended up being pretty dang good? And then there's also going to be some guys in those waivers that were picked up that are going to help guys win a championship. So, probably a lot of a lot of claims that weren't impactful either. But I just thought the fact that we had nine claims go through uh, is pretty pretty crazy. You know, I I was the number one waiver claim, and I somehow got all the way to number six already in the order. I should probably be lower than that, but it is what it is. Number two is Cade using his claim on James Robinson and dropping Daw- Dawson Knox. I put that on there for a couple of reasons. I do think James Robinson is slowly going to get more and more involved in the Jacksonville offense. So I think that's a that's a claim that that Cade makes. Cade always likes to have lots of running backs on his team. So I can see why he did it. I think that could be something that just shores up his running back, running back depth. You know, and his running backs, we talked about, had good weeks but they're not maybe the most reliable or consistent pieces. So for Cade to have a few of those guys to add with his good receivers, that's going to probably pay off for him. And then I even included the dropping Dawson Knox just because this is a tight end on a really good offense. You know, he had a bad first week, but tight end is one of those weird positions in fantasy where, you know, if you don't draft a really good one early, you're always kind of looking. I'm, I'm imagining Dawson Knox will get picked up by somebody, you know, a tight end on a good offense. If I didn't have Kyle Pitts, I would have picked him up for sure. And then the number one, I, I put myself using the top claim on Jeff Wilson. Anytime you use the top claim, it's impactful because it pushes the the player who made the claim all the way back. And I went back and forth on do I want to do I want to use this on Jeff Wilson because Elijah Mitchell's going to be out for eight weeks. And the reality is Jeff Wilson has always been a stud in Kyle Shanahan's offense when he's been the lead back. I think I looked at the I looked at his game log and I did the math and he averages like twenty plus point, twenty plus fantasy points per game or close to it whenever he's the lead back and then with our scoring setup the way we have now with 0.25 points per carry I just feel really confident he's going to be a playable guy at some point if not this week um, you know I, I I think that was a good good move to use it I guess we won't know until till the season's over but anytime someone uses the top claim that's an impactful move because it pushes them back as well <laughs> All right, in this segment we're going to be looking at the standings for the league, the current standings as of this recording, as well as my own personal power rankings, which just might slightly differ. You know, power rankings is the view, uh the order in which I view each team in the league in terms of the best to the worst, but I will factor in elements like win-loss record, total points scored, things like that, and just what I think of the team. So, first we'll go over the standings. Uh, Cade Keaton rabe cody and dan all ended one and oh so they're the top five teams and it just the cbl standings are just done through most points scored so kade's in the top spot there michael brian todd nate and quinn we're all zero and one so we're in the bottom five spots and quinn was the lowest score so he's in the 10 spot when i look at the power rankings you know there's there's a couple slight changes at the top those top three I actually put Rabe's team first. I think Rabe's got an awesome team. His receivers are so good. And we'll get into it a little bit with the matchup preview. But Saquon Barkley just had such a great week. He was the number one overall running back. If that is truly what he's like this year, we're all in trouble. It, that could end up being maybe his best game. But he could have a lot of really good games just with just a few points scored less than that or a few, a few points scored fewer than that. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers didn't even have a great week. So I put John in the top spot. I put Caden Keaton next, just, just kind of with honoring the points scored and being 1-0. I did switch up the 4-5. and 5. I've got Dan ahead of Cody slightly. I just think Dan's team is a little bit more strong, and he's got Josh Allen and Jonathan Taylor, two guys that could win him a lot of weeks. In the 6-7-8, and 8, I kept it the exact same. I put myself, Brian, and Todd. And then in the 9-10, I put Quinn and Nate um, just because of, again, points scored. And I don't think Nate's team is super good right now. I like Quinn's team a little bit better. It's got a little bit better running backs, um, a little bit stronger guys, or at least that's the way I view them. So that is the power rankings and standing section of this, this episode. All right, let's get into the matchups. We'll start with the first matchup of the week. We got Brian versus Nate. I think it's always going to put Brian in order for me first, and I'm just going to go through what my my sleeper app says. So we got Brian and Nate in the matchup for the first matchup for week two. And right now, it looks like the game of the week. Brian is projected to score 149.45 points, and Nate's projected to score 150.87. The game of the week right now, we're just going by projections, but eventually we'll go to standings and, you know, all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll think about how, you know, the factors of the outcome might – or, sorry, the outcome might be factors in terms of the end-of-season standings and playoff pictures, things like that. So at the quarterback position, I give the advantage to Brian. He's got Russell Wilson. Nate's got Matthew Stafford. I think Russell Wilson, if he had thrown a few more touchdowns last week, we'd be saying, what a stud. You know, he had 300 yards passing. They ran it a lot at the goal line. Things could be different this week. Running back, I'm going to give the edge to Nate. You know, both guys have some stud pass catchers. Brian's got Austin Eckler and Damian Harris. Austin Eckler being the pass catcher there, that's a stud. Nate's got Christian McCaffrey and Cordero Patterson. The difference to me here is both those guys catch passes. And both those guys are on the field way more. Austin Eckler's snap percentage was not good. I'm a little nervous. I've got him in Dynasty. I'm just a little nervous that he's not going to be on the field as much. Last year he was on the field a lot. And this year, I mean, the first game at least, he was on the field less than 50% of the time. So definitely advantage Nate there. Uh, Wide receivers, I'm going to give that one to Brian. He's got Mike Williams and Michael Pittman in his wide receiver spots right now. He's also got Devontae Adams, who's lined up currently in his flex. But those three guys are all really good. Uh, Nate's got Mike Evans and Juju. Um, Mike Williams is is playing at Kansas City without Keenan Allen. I think he's going to have a big game. Nate's got Juju against Los Angeles. Um, so th- that game could, could be a big deciding factor for these guys. But Brian's just got really good wide receivers. Tight end, these are two of the best in the game. Brian's got Mark Andrews, but Nate's got Travis Kelsey. And I think what we find out is until he retires or – Falls off a cliff and or seriously gets injured, he's you can't pick against him. You know he's going to be the the best tight end. So uh, advantage Nate. And then in the flex spot, if it if it sits like it is currently, it's definitely Brian. Devonte Adams is going to go crazy against Arizona. So I already talked a little bit, but both these teams are all in one. Los Angeles versus Kansas City game on Thursday night football. Man, that is going to be that's going to have major ramifications in this game, Uh in this matchup in the CBL because. We're gonna. The, there's a lot of players, a lot of key dudes, and and Brian and Nate's matchup specifically. I mean, we've got Austin Eckler, we've got uh, Mike Williams, we've got Juju, we've got Travis Kelsey. Both guys have two dudes from opposite teams. So Nate is really gonna be cheering for the Chiefs, and Brian is really gonna be cheering for the Chargers. Two big offenses. Two running backs in both matchups that are good and, stud, and they're studly, but we know they underperformed in Eckler and McCaffrey. So who's going to bounce back? Um, you know, we checked in with Brian on his team's performance last week. Our, our sideline reporter was able to ask him a few questions, and he was quoted as saying, Yup, my team stayed true to our culture and motto that we built over the years. And that motto is simple just barely lose. That's our motto. If I think we're going to win, I'll make sure to tinker with my lineup at the last second to make sure we lose. Again, that was a quote from from team manager Brian Parker. Interesting. We'll see if it pays off this week. Nate's team was also contacted for a comment, and when asked about his team's performance, he said, and I quote, I have twins. Please stop talking to me because I'm getting yelled at by my wife for being on my phone instead of changing a diaper. There you have it, folks. You heard it from both managers themselves. As far as my prediction goes, I'm gonna be. I'm predicting that Brian's team is gonna win this one. I think his receivers are really good, and I I do think Russell Wilson's gonna have a better game than Matthew Stafford. I think he's gonna get all the touchdowns this week, and I think Devontae Adams is gonna go crazy. So, um, we'll see what happens. Thursday night football is gonna play a big factor for sure. Matchup number two, we got Dan versus Cade. Right now, as it currently stands with this recording, Dan's team is projected for 148.66 points, and Cade's team is projected for 146.88 points. So it's kind of a weird uh, reciprocation of numbers there. But you can see why this is going to be a close matchup. You know, both these guys have star quarterbacks. I'm going to give the advantage to Dan with Josh Allen over Cade's Justin Herbert. But we know that Justin Herbert can score with the best of them, and he's going to be playing at Kansas City on Thursday Night Football. There's gonna that's gonna be a shootout, or at least we feel like it is. We're hoping it is, it'll be a fun game to watch. And Justin Herbert, he didn't have a great week last week, but we know he he can put up points in a hurry. Running back, I'm gonna give the advantage to Dan again. He's just got he's got Jonathan Taylor. That dude is a stud. And David Montgomery, you know, last week he got to throw that game out. It was really bad weather. We'll see how he does against Green Bay. Cade's running backs played well. I just I think there might be a little bit of fool's gold with these two guys with Leonard Fournette and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I am going to give the advantage to Dan. Wide receivers, it's Cade. He's got Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Dan's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Cooks. While while those guys can be solid, I mean, Justin Jefferson, that guy's crazy. He he went off. I am so glad Cade could keep him in the in the draft. Like, I am just really glad he could keep him. Uh, and Tyreek Hill, he he could have had an even better game than he had. Tight end, I'm going to give it to, to to Cade with Zach Ertz. He's not a great tight end, and most of his points were in garbage time, but there's really no one else in Arizona right now, and and he's going to be the guy to catch passes. Flex, as it currently stands, it's got to be Dan. Kareem Hunt just had a crazy good game. They are going to run it so much without Deshaun Watson, and they got Nick Chubb too, but there's their their philosophy is we're going to run the ball, we're going to pass our running backs, and Kareem Hunt's going to be the beneficiary of that. Cortland Sutton I do think is going to have a better game because I predict that Russell Wilson's going to throw more touchdowns. You know, I, A couple things with this matchup, we talked a little about Dan's two studs can win him any week, and if they play like they did last week, he's going to be tough to beat. Cade's got the better pass catchers, but I do think uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire especially was a bit of fool's gold. I think he only had like 10 touches or something like that, but caught two touchdowns. We didn't get a good Justin Herbert game last week though, so maybe that equals out. And, and he can overcome whatever happens with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Dan's team definitely wants an ugly game where his two studs can kind of carry him. So, you know, if, if Justin Jefferson, if this is a bad game for him or, you know, you know who are they playing? If, if uh, Philadelphia sells out and says we're not going to let him beat us, you know, and, and Cade's upside is limited, Dan might just have enough in those two guys to, to win. Cade definitely knows that if it's a shootout, he's got more guys who fit that criteria. I've heard that these two guys were going to get together in Des Moines and they're going to watch the games. It's going to be a really fun time. But then Dan heard that there wasn't going to be any beer there and that Cade was just going to play World of Warcraft. So the bro day has been canceled, unfortunately. As far as the prediction goes, I do think Cade's team has some good fortune at the running back position last week. And if he can have that again, he's going to be tough. But I also think we might not have seen Cade's true ceiling yet. You know, if those guys go off, Herbert goes off. If everyone hits on Cade's team, he's going to be so hard to beat. So I'm going to pick Cade to win this one. And I'll probably pick him a lot this year, honestly, because I, I do think those running backs, they they are a little weird. Like they they could get, you know, they're good offenses. They could get touchdowns even if they're not getting a bunch of yardage or things like that. And it's Cade. He's so lucky. In our third matchup of the week, we've got Keaton versus Cody as it currently stands. Keaton's team is projected to go for 140.69 nice points. And Cody's projected to go for 123.92 points. It's interesting to think about Keaton's projection being that low when he put up so many points last week. But I don't think the sleeper likes his team as much as maybe his team is capable of performing. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. At the quarterback position, the advantage has got to be Cody. He's got Patrick Mahomes on Thursday Night Football against the Chargers. You're gonna, he, you've are gonna, you heard me talk a lot about that, but there's just a lot of fantasy-relevant guys in that game. And, you know, I think about I just played Cody, and the reality is I beat him if Patrick Mahomes has a good game and not an amazing game. If he just has a good game, I beat Cody. So uh, he's that good. Mahomes is that good. And uh, I'm going to give him the advantage. At running back, it's definitely Keaton. Co- Co- but Cade. K- or sorry, Cody's running backs are good. If they play well enough, that gap is closed. But, but Keaton's got really good running backs. Joe Mixon had like seven receptions and nine targets. That, that was unreal. And, and with him playing Joe Burrow, he's going to be able to get some of those points and not limit his upside. And DeAndre Swift is a total stud. Uh, if he gets the work on the goal line at all, He'll be hard to beat. I, I did see he kind of popped up on the injury report today, so that'll be something to monitor. If he plays, uh, it'll be it'll be Keaton leading the way at the running back position. Wide receiver, uh, can I pick neither? Both these guys have big question marks at wide receiver. You know, Keaton's got Amon Ross St. Brown, who is on the same team as DeAndre Swift, and he had, I think, a decent game last week, but not a great game. Jerry Judy had a 67-yard touchdown that if he didn't have that, he would have had a bad game. Uh, Cody, Cody had DK Metcalf, who I just needed to score three points. And he scored more than three, but he only scored eight. And Terry McLaurin, who had a, a decent game. Again, I'd compare it to maybe Amon Ross and Brown. I don't really I'm not really excited by either of these guys' wide receivers. If I had to pick one, I guess I'd probably go. I'd probably go Cody. Uh, no, I'd probably go. Keaton, I guess. I don't know. They're both terrible. So, anyway, tight end. I'm going to go. He, Keaton's got George Kittle in his lineup, but I don't think he practiced today on Wednesday. So, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, so, if if you have the – or if he is, he's going to be limited. So, if you have these two, I think I might pick TJ Hawkinson, who wasn't great either. It'll be interesting to see if Keaton makes a move ahead of time and plays Gerald Everett or someone else. Uh, we'll We'll see. And the flex, I'm going to give that to Keaton. I don't think Josh Jacobs is great, but he's on the field and he's got the he's got the touchdown opportunities. Uh, Cody does not have a good flex. I think that's going to be Cody's key. He got a win last week, and that was great, but he needs to find a reliable flex piece. You know, he needs to find someone he could he could have there. He might want to consider like trading two for one. You know, and I'm not just saying that as a guy who likes to trade, but he needs pieces. He needs spots and depth. Last year, he did not make those moves, and it it hurt him in the end. <laughs> he did not have depth, and he just kind of ran out of spots. You know, we've talked about the advantages of positionally and things like that, and Keaton's team did have a really, really good week last week. His strength is his running backs, and they're going to need to go off for him to put up points like that on a consistent basis. I don't love Keaton's team, but he is 1-0, and I'm not, so he must have a good squad. Cody's team didn't have a great week, but Mahomes had an amazing week. He's going to need Mahomes to keep it up, and he's going to need some other dudes to step up. He's got to find what he's going to do in his flex. He's got to probably make a change because right now he just doesn't have reliable flex pieces. Mahomes is going to go off on Thursday Night Football, though, so you're going to be able, to Cody, to play some upside guys if you want to or play it safe. It's going to be up to you. And please, Cody beat Keaton. We really don't need to hear him talk all year long, and if he goes 2-0, It's just it's going to be the start of something terrible. So, Cody, we're all cheering for you. My prediction is I do think Cody can win this week. His running backs aren't as good as Keaton's, but they need to have a good enough week for Mahomes' stellar play to take over. So I do pick Cody. That's my pick is I pick Cody. Um, I I think he can beat Keaton this week. All right, matchup number four. We've got Rabe versus Todd. Rabe is currently projected to score 157.71 points and Todd is projected to score 132.86 points. You will not find many weekly projections in the history of our league with our current roster setup where someone is projected to score 157 points. That's a lot. I think maybe we've had a handful of projections that high or a little higher when we've had some truly bonkers teams, but that is a lot in the current setup we have. So, uh, Good for John. So we'll talk through each position. I think at the quarterback position, that is where Todd has an advantage. He's got Jalen Hurts. Aaron Rodgers did not have a great, great week one. He owns Chicago and it's at home. So he could have an awesome week. I'm sure he will have an awesome week, but Jalen Hurts is like he's that perfect fantasy goodness right now. I mean, he's got he run, ran for 90 yards last week, and he could have had he should have had even more touchdowns. They're gonna go to him at some point. Uh, and, and if he has like a three or four touchdown game with his rushing, he's just going to have a great game running back. It's got to be John Saquon Barkley. He was so good. I don't know if it's a sign of things to come or if that was his best game, but he was just so utilized. He, he had a ton of targets. He had like a 30% target share and James Connor is a good running back. He's a good starting running back on an offense that will have scoring opportunities and he's going to get the ball in the goal line. And you know, when you look at Todd's team, Najee Harris, he might play limited snaps, and Javante Williams is split in time wide receiver. It's John Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs. Those guys are studs. Full PPR, they're going to score a ton of points. I'm just glad I got a little bit of the of the Buffalo offense, but John's definitely got the better guy. Uh, Todd's got Ceedee Lamb and Jalen Waddle, but but I mean, John's guys are the two of the probably two of the top three or four wide receivers in in fantasy. Tight end, I'm going to give the edge to John, but I could see a world where Dalton Schultz has a great game, especially with the Cooper Rush being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he checks it down to the tight end a lot. He doesn't go deep, uh, so I could totally see where Dalton Schultz has a better game. Flex, as it currently stands, I'm definitely going to go John. Uh, He's got Deontay Johnson, but it's more about what Todd currently has. Cam Akers, he was only on the field for like five snaps. It's pretty clear that Daryl Henderson is actually the starter uh, for their team, uh, and Cam Akers. I think he only had like three touches, so that that's got to be that's going to have to change for for Ty to have a shot. We went through all the player personnel, but the reality is John's team is just scary good. You know, we talked about Saquon enough already, and his elite wide receivers. It, it, it's going to be hard to pick against John this year, depending on the matchup. That's not doesn't mean his team can't lose. You know, we know John is very superstitious and gets scared and nervous, and he might make some stupid moves. Um, But his team is very good. Todd's team has lots of exciting young pieces. You know, like Najee Harris and Javante Williams are both two young running backs. They were rookies last year. Uh, CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Waddle, two young wide receivers. But the consistency just hasn't been there. You know, last week, Javante has a good game. Najee doesn't. CeeDee has a bad game. Waddle has a good game. Do those flip every week? Do, do we get them hit on the same week? Todd's gonna need that consistency uh, if he if he wants to if he wants to beat a team like John or even have a chance. And Todd did make some lineup changes last week, so that tells me that he is logging into the app and he he knows how to log in, which is good. And he'll be hope, able to hopefully set up a lineup each week of healthy players. I think we should keep talking about how good John's team is to him. Just let him know all the time because it really bothers him. He gets superstitious about it. He says, don't talk to me about my team being so good. It, it, it say things to him like, it's your year to win. You're terrible if you don't win. Like, if you don't win it this year, John, like, look at your team. If you don't win it this year, then you truly are a bad fantasy football player. And that's why you can't ever win the championship. You know, it's 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 a you problem. It's not your team. It's you. So, you know, if you can't win it this year, John, I guess, then it's just confirmed truth that you're bad at this. My prediction is John by a lot. He's gonna to be tough all year. And finally, we've got matchup number five. We're always gonna end with my matchup of the week. It's me versus Quinn this week. I'm currently projected to score 149.59 points, and Quinn is projected currently to score 140.68 points. You know, I'm looking at the the players we have rostered and, and who we've currently got starting. And I'm curious why the gap is is nine points. You know, I guess it's probably Adam Thielen, but I think Adam Thielen has proven time and time again over his career that he can easily have two or three touchdowns in a game. So we'll go through the positions here. I've got Kyler Murray. He's got Lamar Jackson, two running quarterbacks. I'm gonna give the the, the edge to Lamar there. He's a better runner. Kyler Murray's so little. Like I don't even know if he can see anything. And, there's just no weapons there I think I think Lamar just has more game-breaking ability and he's playing probably a better matchup in the New York Jets running back I do think we have similar running backs actually I think the gap I've got Alvin Kamara and he and AJ Dillon in my running back spot he's got Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones now start of the year there's no doubt Derrick Henry uh, we would say is probably a better better bet than Alvin Kamara to score points and Alvin was kind of disappointing, and it sounds like he's dealing with a rib issue. So that's kind of frustrating. You know, I I really didn't want to draft Alvin Kamara if I knew he was going to be dealing with a rib issue all year, so FML. Um, But A.J. Dillon, I think we're finding, is a lot closer to Aaron Jones than maybe what they were drafted like. So I still give the advantage to Quinn, though. He's got Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones. I've got Kamara and A.J. Dillon. I'm going to give him the advantage. So, you know, he's got advantage to the first two positions. Wide receiver, I think it's me. I've got Jamar Chase and Gabe Davis. Jamar Chase had a crazy good week last week. If uh, he, he caught a touchdown and was down on the goal line and they didn't challenge it, had that happened, I would have not only beat Cody, but he would have had six more points. Um, anyway, I'm not bitter at all. Um, and then you got Gabe Davis, who who is on a great offense and is a big part of it. He's got Adam Thielen and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown gets a ton of targets. He could have an amazing game. Um, and Adam Thielen... Could always have a great game, and they're playing in the same game, so that's going to be something that that could play a big factor into this one. I've got Kyle Pitts at tight end. He had a really disappointing first week, so I'm going to need more out of him. I picked him with my third pick. If if he plays like he did last week, I I can't consider that him to be an advantage much longer. He's got and Quinn's got Darren Waller, who's going to be playing against a really bad defense. So I'm giving Kyle Pitts the advantage because he's on my team, and I need him. I need to speak this into fruition a little bit. And then in the flex, I've got Daryl Henderson. He's got Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett did not have a great game last week. And Daryl Henderson is, at least in week one, was clearly the, the running back one for the L.A. Rams. And I think their offense will be better. So there's some scoring opportunities available for him. You know, like I said before, we're both playing dual threat QBs. I think Quinn's is the better runner, which translates to fantasy football better. And my receivers are better than his the 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 difference though in that skill position area is his running backs are better one little wrinkle is that if Quinn does play Tyler Lockett I've got the San Francisco defense and Tyler Lockett's playing at San Francisco if Lockett has a big game that could hurt me in two ways you know that could hurt me with points for Quinn and fewer points for my defense so um could I say I'm a little nervous um no I'd say I'm a lot of nervous like that that, that's just not a good feeling uh to, to have that opportunity there um, you know, I had a dentist appointment schedule this week at Quinn's office. You know, I've been going to Quinn's ever since I moved back to Tile falls. I like his office. It's close to my house. It's got a nice home style feel to it. Um, I get in right away. I don't have to wait a long time. I usually walk in and check in and I'm, I'm, I'm in the dentist chair within three or four minutes. And, you know, I really enjoy that about his office. And I love talking with Quinn about fantasy football and all this stuff. But i got to tell you, I I canceled my appointment this week because I don't want to talk to Quinn. I am facing him in fantasy football, and we're both 0-1. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want him to at all know my strategy or anything. And I'm worried. I'm worried. I wouldn't put it past him. You know, he's a man of integrity. But I wouldn't put it past him to put the laughing gas over my nose. And say, oh, yeah, Michael, we just need to do a little quick checkup on your molars and your dendrites or carnations or whatever you call teeth. They have dentists have weird language for teeth. I wouldn't be shocked if he put that over my nose and then he goes and in, into my phone, into my app and drops all my flyers. So I'm not going to Quinn's office this week. And I think if I lose this matchup, then I'm going to be heading to Iowa Falls Family Dentistry for my dental work from here on out. And I'm going to say goodbye to Quinn. Hello, Dr. Brad Miller, who is just so cheerful and nice. So Quinn, just think about this. Do you want to lose me and my whole family as uh, clients and people that come to you for dental work? Or do you want us to go to Dr. Miller? The choice is yours. Prediction for the week. I talked a lot of trash last weekend, but I do think my team is better than it showed. And I think I'll beat Quinn this weekend. All right, that covers the CBL Fantasy Football Show for week two. Thanks for listening. Reminder that I'm now going to be transitioning to one show a week. That's going to include a recap as well as everything from the normal preview show. I think that'll be a little bit better. And and like I said, it'll be easier for me to record, edit, get all those things done. Plus, you're still going to be getting one show a week. You, know, you won't be you won't be overblown with shows or anything like that. So the next time you guys are gonna get a show that pops into your podcast app, that's gonna be Thursday of next week. Okay. I'll go through the recap, I'll do everything like I did uh, in the recap show, just in a little bit different format, and then as well as include the stuff that you heard tonight. Okay. I got a challenge for you guys, okay, for the listeners, for the for the guys of the CBL. Your challenge for this week is to call a CBL member or a friend, but particular CBL member. That you haven't that you haven't talked to in a while on the phone, okay? Not text message, not like you know, awkward. What's up? Give them a call, okay? Just see how life's going, okay? That's one of the cool things about this league is, is like we're we're friends. We've been friends for a long time, and I really think that we need to probably take a little bit more time to to just ask each other how life's going and and see what's going on in their lives. So, you know, ask them how their wife is doing, their kids maybe. Um, Maybe they start a new job. Just just take take a few minutes to let them know that you care. Okay. I think I promise you're gonna feel better about yourself. Okay. Take a few minutes, give someone a call in the CBL to let them know you care. And also to remind them that their fantasy football team sucks and you're gonna dominate them this year. It's real simple. Call them, let them know. Who cares if they're talking to their kids at dinner, you know, if they're talking to them and they're, and they're sitting around the table going, what was your high and low for today, junior? Or, um, what was your favorite thing today? What are you thankful for? No, call them right there. FaceTime them and just let them know and say, Hey, guess what? I'm going to beat your dad in fantasy football. I'm going to take his money. Okay. Good luck, fellas. Enjoy your Sunday.